Howdy. This is my brother, Anthony. My other brother, Anthony. Oh, yeah, and Max. And we are here to celebrate and to get on with Nerd Madness. Uh, three years in the making, Nerd Madness 3. It's bigger, better, hopefully better. We're going to go better. Two of us don't know what we're talking about, but I think it's going to be better. Anyways, welcome to Random Shots. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm very much looking forward to the tournament. A tournament of champions. A tournament of aliens. A tournament of robots. Of aliens versus robots, people. Uh, This is Nerd Madness 3, and this is Indy here, trying to be the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday guy. I don't know how to follow that. How how do I follow that? Uh, For anybody that's listened to our previous two installments of Nerd Madness... You may realize that this is not a one-night thing, because there is just too much to get through in the course of one night, and it reminds me of one of my favorite movies from the South Park, guys. You got Dan Patrick, you got Kenny Maine sitting there, they're calling the action. Dan Patrick says, well, with the first nine months of basketball postseason out of the way, the playoff picture is starting to emerge. Hi, welcome to Nerd Madness. Yeah, this is uh, definitely one of our... uh... Uh, episodes that we circle on the calendar that we look forward to doing every year. And, uh, well, every year is a, a general term. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the third time in, in a while. Uh, but, yeah, this is definitely uh, one that we, we circle on the calendar. I mean, WrestleMania 3 had Andre versus Hogan. Nerd Madness 3, Aliens versus Robots. I think they're pretty much on uh, on the same level. Right on par with each other. Absolutely. Uh, we may just be just a... Just, no, no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself, man. The tournament hasn't happened yet. This could top... This could top WrestleMania 3. This could top that uh, tournament uh, that they had to decide who was the champion. That was in the 80s. That was WrestleMania 4. WrestleMania 4, that's right. This We're not even two that. Nerd Madness 4. We still got to get through three. <laughs> but, but I know Shivani would say that this is the most important night in Random Shots history. Because that's how he opens up every show that he announces for every hey, time. It could be every time there's a new show. It is the most important. So maybe he's right. And I think it's the case here, too. Most important night in Random Shots history. And uh, on The Bachelor, not that I watch The Bachelor anymore, um, it was always the most dramatic rose ceremony every episode. So I think we fall somewhere in between there. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Just like on all those reality shows, best performance. Right there in between wrestling and The Bachelor. (laughs) And you know how on all, all those performance shows competition shows they always say this is the best performance we've ever had in the history of the show same thing here <laughs> the only thing i could think of between wrestling and the bachelor would be like yellow wrestling might <laughs> be somewhere in between there i think i might start watching if they do that <laughs> yeah but not if we're doing it <laughs> no, no uh we're not doing it just for the record <laughs> I don't care how much of a rating bump it gets. I don't think we should do it. Yeah. Possibly for a video podcast pay, under a paywall. 
<laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs> Listen, the only way you are talking me into Jello wrestling is a we get other opponents other than ourselves, and I get to pick them. And b it's for charity. And if I can't find a, if I can't find someone named Charity, I'll find a substitute. I saw you looking at me when you said you wanted to pick your opponent, Jared. <laughs> you know it. That's okay, because all I could think of was him beating himself. <laughs> and in Jello wrestling, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Part of Jello wrestling is uh, involves balance, and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have very good balance if I was walking on Jello. <laughs> or land. That's like country song, walking with yellow. <laughs> uh, maybe we should go back and introduce ourselves. <laughs> Introducing ourselves is so 2018. For anybody who's left after thinking of jello shots and beating. Anyways, I'm Rowdy. <laughs> uh, you can always reach me at, uh, at Rowdy Knight on Twitter and... Just look up Rowdy Night pretty much anywhere else. Right. And this is Indy. And and I, future Nerd Madness 3 champion. That's right. I guarantee at least one of my picks will make it to the top of the bracket. And you guys, your guys' picks are going down. And also 16 top aliens and robots. Those, are going, those guys are all going down too. Just you wait. Yeah, I saw that porn. So all I all I just heard was um, that lot, we need to form an alliance against Indy. That's, that's all I heard. Oh crap! Wait a minute. Three, three, three on one. Three, wins every three time. votes versus one. <laughs> that might treat your ass like Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> it won't matter how good your person is. We're still voting him out, just like you guys did Gambit every time. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to have you guys know, I'm the only one here who knows who all the picks are tonight that are in this tournament. I don't think you guys are going to need to gang up on Indy, all right? <laughs> Did he pick the damn Ewoks again? Yep, no. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> because that would have been a problem. Hey, uh, man, those Ewoks, if they were in this tournament, they would be doing the Yub Dub song at the end in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, they are aliens because they live on the moon of Endor. And that's an alien planet, isn't it? But anyway, enough Ewoks. Once they're from there, everyone, <laughs> everyone on Star Wars is an alien to us. No one Technically, Endor's a moon, not a planet. Right. But if you live there, then you're not alien there because you're from there. True. <laughs> Since the battle was on indoor, they would only be an alien if the battle was somewhere else. So maybe this tournament... The stormtroopers were aliens there. Okay. So for They're this... aliens here. <laughs> so for this tournament, um, I guess... This is going down a dark hole. Yeah, I'm trying to change the subject. <laughs> so these aliens and robots, I guess we'll have to imagine that all of them got transported to some neutral battleground for them to... Uh, do this tournament one-on-one tournaments against like Earth. Yes, perhaps Earth. Like right here in Potpourri Studios, and, and and the members of Random Shots all choose four champions each to battle on the behalf of the Earth. So this, the Earth is is in the balance here. We must fight the others. Uh, 
What? <laughs> I'm trying to make no, this into a story. You're rambling, man. Hey, Amy, where can they find you on Twitter? That's a good question. That's right. You head on over. Maybe we should move on. We head on over to DaringDragoon.com. That's two O's, people. Tweet at me. I'll tweet at you back, buddy. And uh, my name is Tony. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at Antba44. That's A-N-T-B-A-4-4. And, and I'm the fourth quarter host, uh, Max. You can find me at Max Magus on Twitter. You can find the podcast by just going to Facebook and putting in the search line Random Shots Podcast. You can find the, the podcast on Twitter at Our Shots Podcast. And, Indy, what's the website? Head on over to random-shots.net, where you can listen to each and every episode and look Look at the website for every episode. Look at the show notes. Look up all the info you want on our episodes. Click on the subscribe button. And there's links there so that you can uh, subscribe to any single uh, device. You've you got your Apple. We've got your Google Play. We've got uh, Stitcher. We've got lots of services there. Just search your favorite podcast listening app uh, and subscribe. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are talking Nerd Madness tonight, Robots versus Aliens. Uh, we'll be doing our uh, top shelf here in just a bit. Uh, but first, let's introduce the the powerhouses, the top 16. And Jerry has chosen these wisely, the top 16 uh, aliens of all and robots of all time. Eight, eight of each. So here we go. All right, guys, on the left side of our bracket is our aliens that started in the original eight. We have harvesters that come from Independence Day. They were first introduced to us in 1996. They have peak human strength, speed, reactions, and durability, along with mind control. But as we learned in, in Independence Day, they are weak to cyber attacks. Their notable foes are us and the Sphere Race. Anybody out there that knows what the Sphere Race is actually called, please hit me up on Twitter because I'd really like to know. And Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Uh, The next alien that we have in this are the Gorn from Star Trek the Video Game 2013. They have superhuman strength and stamina, acute senses, um... They've been known to team with the Klingons, and they hate the Federation. And I'll tell you, the original introduction to them was weak, so I went with the 2013 uh, video game version. Into the video game, they are formidable fighters. Um, I would not want to come come up against these guys in a fight. In a game of chess, I think I got a better chance. Up next, we have Xenomorph Morph XX121. For those of you not in the know, those are the aliens from the Alien movie. Uh, and that's how they were introduced to us in 1979. They have genetic memory, inner jaw, observational intelligence, exoskeleton, acid blood. Uh, their weaknesses are dependent on host for adaptation, limited intelligence, experiment, or extreme temperature weakness, fire. Uh, now, I want to explain something real quick, because some of you heard me say observe, observational intelligence for strength and limited intelligence for weakness. They can see something and adapt to it. It's not necessarily that they're intelligent, but they can learn quick. All right. Up next, we have the Navi. These are the aliens from Avatar, the 2009 movie. 
They have four times human strength, but their weaknesses exposed flesh. Their allies are human, and their foes are human. Who'd have thunk it? Up next, we have Experiment 626, Stitch. Uh, introduced to us via Lilo and Stitch in 2002. Acute sense of smell, hearing, quadridextrous in combat, immortal. For those of you that have never heard the word quadridextrous, as I had never heard it, ambidextrous means able to use both hands. He has four arms. Quadridextrous means he can use all four of them in battle. His weaknesses, he has an inability to float or swim because of his dense molecular structure, and he has intermittent explosive disorder, kind of similar to what happens when Rowdy eats Taco Bell. Notable <laughs> allies are Lilo. And notable foes are anyone who messes with Lilo or his Ohana. Up next, we have a video game favorite, uh, The Flood. They were introduced to us via Halo, the 2001 video game. Their strengths, superhuman strength, resilience, they can lose limbs, head, and still fight. Their weaknesses are sensory appendages can be destroyed to take out the infectious form. So... The sensory appendage is a special appendage that's part of the infection that they do. If you take that out, they're done. Their notable foes are Master Chief and pretty much anyone they encounter. Up next, we have the Martians from Mars Attacks. I put together a group of eight of them because while they are technologically advanced, they are not the brightest uh, species in the universe. Um, they were introduced to us via Mars Attacks in 1996. They have disintegrator rays, futuristic technology, and hyperspeed. They are weak to... Their helmets are made of glass. They only bring night, breathe nitrogen, not oxygen. And they have an intolerance to Slim Whitman's yodeling, as do most of us. Their notable foes are Earthlings, and they are famous for saying, Ack, 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 ack. Predator is one of my favorite aliens on this list. He was introduced to us in 1987. He has advanced technology and weapons, invisibility via cloaking, superhuman strength, durability, resilience, dexterity, and no known weaknesses. Can anybody think of a weakness that Predator has besides Arnold Schwarzenegger? Jesse the Body Ventura. Well, anyone's got a weakness for Jesse Ventura. What was that, Tony? I don't have time to bleed. <laughs> uh, their, their notable foes are Arnold and Jesse and the Xenomorph XX121. Uh, their goal has always been to hunt the most dangerous game available. That's why they came to Earth. Um, up next, we switch over to the other side of the list, and we get our robots. The first one on the list is the Cyberman introduced to us by Doctor Who. Um, wireless communication with each other, almost like telepathy, wireless control of technology. Um, their weaknesses change. This is... There's no set weakness with these guys because they are very adaptable. Um, at one time, you could throw a piece of gold at them and it would take them out, but then they would adapt from there. Um, Optimus Prime, everyone knows him from the Transformers. His first appearance was in 1984. Um, he's a great fighter. He can transform into a truck. He's highly intelligent, and he's a great leader. His weakness is his sense of nobility. If you have habitually stabbed him in the back, he will still accept your apology because he takes you at face value. Um, T-1000, this is the one from Terminator 2 that Arnold had to fight. He is basically made of liquid metal, which means he can reshape himself. 
Molten Lava will take him out, though, as we all saw. The Sentinel Mark II from the X-Men, uh, first introduced in November of 1965. These guys have Energy Blast, Flight, Mutant Detective. I mean, these guys have a lot of stuff. Um, and their weaknesses are very limited. Up next, we have Lore from Star Trek. Anybody who's ever watched Star Trek knows that his brother is Data. Now, here's the best way to explain the difference between the two brothers. Data indicates a piece of logical, rational information, while lore indicates a piece of folklore, a bit of legend tied up in presumably unreliable oral tradition and emotion. So while Data is pretty uh, clear, focused, and logical, lore runs off of his emotions. Um, Johnny Five is alive. Anybody who's ever watched Short Circuit knows who Johnny Five is, uh, originally known as Number Five. Uh, he has a laser that melts steel and iron, but apparently if you get mud in their eyes, they're down. Up next, we have the Iron Giant, who was introduced to us in 1999. He has massive size, comparable strength, and his weakness is massive size. Uh, it's, it's hard to see your enemies when you're that big, because most of them are smaller than you. Um, HK-47 is an assassin droid from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, he has no notable weaknesses, but he is, bred to be, he is built to be a hunter-killer and a serious assassin. Any questions about who we have so far, gentlemen? Nope, sounds like a good uh, top 16 to... Uh... Uh, start us off. Uh, just a reminder, as Jerry said earlier, this is a two-part episode. Uh, we'll be going through the first round after our top shelf, and then we'll save the rest of the rounds for part two uh, in a couple weeks. Right, so, should we find out who's taking on who? Uh, yeah, let's go to the, the top shelf. Let's uh, pull down our top four, two robots, two aliens that are going to be fighting that top 16. Indy, why don't you start us off since that's what landed on the random dice of randomness. All right. And, uh, well, let's see. I'll go with my alien as my first one. Uh, first alien is furry. He likes to eat cats. He says, hey, Willie, a lot. He's from the planet... Ah! Mel- <laughs> He's from the planet Melmac. And... I think he is a grand warrior, and so I'm putting the wisecracking sitcom starring alien life form Gordon. His name is Gordon Shumway, also known as uh, Elf, uh, which is alien life form, uh, an acronym for alien life form. So that pretty much fits the bill here. And uh, so that's my first pick. All right, and this is my first bit of bad news for you, Indy, my man. Alf, his first-round opponent is going to be the T-1000, the liquid metal Terminator. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I was a little sad when the dice roll came up that way because (laughs) I like Alf, but I don't like his chances in this fight. I I smell burnt hair. (laughs) Hey, hey, he may be able to outwit... That that robot. We'll we'll wait and see. <laughs> we'll wait and see. <laughs> we'll have to say laughter is a, a, a weakness for T one thousand. All right. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, that comes over to me. My first uh, pick, my first wild card. Uh, I'm going to go with a robot uh, to start us off. Um, you may know him as the acronym uh, Cheese, uh, but it stands for Computerized Humanoid Electronically Enhanced Secret Enforcer. If you're scratching your heads going, what? where is this guy from? He was in the, the show within the show of Friends, Mac and Cheese, starring Joey Cherbiani <laughs> and Cheese. Um, he is a, uh, a robot uh, that is not much to look at, and he's pretty stiff overall and, and doesn't do much, but he's a detective. So whoever he's fighting, he might be able to find out who they killed previously before they killed him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and a little bit of bad news goes to you. His first opponent in this in this round of nerd madness, the Predator. <laughs> predator versus cheese. <laughs> All right. All right, that brings us around to me. I'm going to go with one of my aliens for my first pick. Uh, this one may actually stand a chance in her opening fight. Um... I was actually, uh, I'm going to be honest, I was a little disappointed that none of you picked her, but that was great for me because I got to. Um, She recently jumped back into the forefront with Star Wars uh, when they had her on The Mandalorian. Um, And my alien that I'm going with is Ahsoka Tano, and her first opponent in this will be the Iron Giant. (laughs) All right, I I think that could be a fun fight. Yeah. Jedi versus giant robot. Cool. So I'm up next. That is you. All right. My uh, first one, I'm going to go with uh, Alien. Actually, no, I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to go with Robot first. That's right. Okay, we're going to stick with uh, the whole Mandalorian thing there. Uh, I am going to go with the Bounty Hunter Predator... Uh, IG-11. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This one seems like it's a fairly balanced fight, knowing what I know about both competitors. Your IG-11 will be going up against the Gorn in the first round. And I guess I'm up. Oh, yep, that's me. Yep, you're okay, up. sorry. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay, so I shall go with... went with Alien before. We'll go Robot. And... The robot I'm choosing is from a s- series of films. There's also a new cartoon that just came out called uh, Pacific Rim. And the name of this alien is, I mean, this, the name of this robot is the Jaeger. It's a giant robot. It's, pi- it's piloted by two people that kind of do a mind meld. And they sync together and they pilot this giant robot and they fight giant monsters in the sea interdimensional creatures in the sea. So just imagine these humongous robots, uh, uh, very powerful. I think this guy, the Jaeger, is a contender. So, um, right. I'm going to tell you right now, I like um, Jaeger's odds a little bit better versus his opponent than your first pick there. Uh, Jaeger will be taking on Stitch, Experiment 626. <laughs> I'm not saying you got this one. I'm just liking the odds better. Okay. Good and I know. saw the first Pacific Rim. I, I haven't seen any of the uh, sequels or cartoons, 
But uh, the first one, it, I, I really liked the concept. I didn't care for the execution of it. But, yeah, it's but, a cool robot, though. <laughs> yeah, it is, definitely. And I like seeing monster battles and stuff, so I, I dug it. I saw the sequel didn't have... They didn't fight monsters in the sequel, but... So I was a little disappointed, so... But, Considering uh, that's what it's based on, that yeah, yes, <laughs> it was just other like, robots. Just look at them; they're just there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, th- that's my pick. So my next pick: we're going alien. Uh, we're going to the tri-state area. Uh, we're talking Phineas and Ferb people, uh, and a little character called Meep. Uh, Meep is an intergalactic security agent who spends most of his time probing deep space for anything that would pose a threat to extraterrestrial order and safety. He's a little guy, and uh, he's super cute. And, um, yeah, his uh, nemesis is Mitch. And um, I think he's going to fare pretty well against whoever he faces because, you know, it's, it's Meep after all. And you know what? He's an international security or intergalactic security agent. I, I liked your odds until I saw who he was taking on. Meep will be facing off against HK-47. Remember, that's HK-47, not HBK-47, in the first round. Oh, that's all right, Meep. It's, it, I mean, it, 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 it's no Mitch, but... <laughs> all right, that brings us back around to me, and I will go with my first robot. Uh, my first robot comes from a little animated series that you all, all may have heard of. It's called Futurama. My first robot bends steel girders over his head. That's kind of his job in the future. His name is Bender Bending Rodriguez. Of course, he's also a lazy, self-involved drunk, so who knows? He probably won't do very well in this fight because he just doesn't feel like it. Um, and his first opponent will be the Xenomorph XX121. Yep, I don't expect Bender to go very far. Just like Breakfast Club. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bender's not going far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That All right, so back to Dave. Look at your list. And tell I us. am looking at my list, and I am going to go with one of the nastiest... Um, intergalactic villains of all time. I'm going with Boris the Animal from Men in Black 3? Yes, Men in Black 3. 3, yes, 3. I knew that all along. Uh, (laughs) Boris the Animal from uh, Men in Black 3 is my pick there. Fun fact, something I learned today, Boris does not like being called Boris the Animal. His name is just Boris, and his opponent will probably like to taunt him and use the full name Boris the Animal. Boris will be taking on number five, Johnny Five. All right. Sounds like uh, I'm up here. And I am going to go with my second alien. My second alien is a great warrior. Um, he, he's got ridges on his head. He he fights with a batlith, which is a really cool uh how do you exp- how do you uh explain oh, what that weapon is it's pretty the pizza hut rocking blade yes, that's what it is that's right yeah basically yeah <laughs> it's a rocking pizza hut pizza cutter blade and but it's a uh, little more dangerous than the pizza hut cutting blade <laughs> depends on whose hands it's in 
It's got spikes. That's right. So I'm going with soaking that one. I'm going with a Klingon, not any specific Klingon, but just just imagine the most, the greatest Klingon warrior you can think of from Star Trek, and that's the K-Less. guy that's entering the uh, tournament here. Kales was the greatest Klingon warrior of all time. Now, you, you two will not understand what I'm about to say, David and Tony, and I apologize for that. But Indy, this might be the match I am looking forward to the most in the opening round. Because your Klingon will be taking on a Cyberman from Doctor Who. That's a oh, good wow. one. That's a good one. This is the, the Indian Jerry uh, face-off right there. <laughs> what did you say the name was? K-Less? K-Less. Uh, K-A-H apostrophe L-E-S. He uh, is the Klingon. greatest Klingon, Klingon warrior of all time. Klingon. All right. Yeah, we just went Klingon because you like had too many syllables. Yeah, just write Klingon. So. That's all I did. And uh, that one's live from Uranus, because yes. I know you got Klingons on Uranus. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a Klingon tattoo I don't know about? <laughs> Not I. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think that comes to me next after all the <laughs> Klingon talk. Uh, I'm going to go with another alien. Uh, this alien was in the movie uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, that's right, I'm talking about Station. Station. This alien is able to split into two different aliens, to uh, two twin aliens, and then morph together uh, to create a, a much bigger alien. Uh, if you remember, this is kind of ironic. The alien actually builds robots in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So this is, like, mind-blowing. <laughs> got an inside track there on how to take apart their opponent. That's right. <laughs> they the station is considered the most brilliant scientists in the entire known universe, and they're going to need every ounce of their intelligence because their opponent is also quite intelligence intelligent. Even though he does act on his emotions more than his logic and reasoning, they will be taking on lore from Star Trek: The Next Generation. I like the station chances. <laughs> station versus lore. Yes. We're just filling out our brackets, just like uh, for the basketball tournament here. I think Meep may be the Oral Roberts of this tournament here. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so far. <laughs> Could be cheese. <laughs> yeah. All right, that brings us around to me. My next pick is an alien race. They are a vicious, brutal alien race. They are the only alien race known to be able to fight off and destroy the Borg with ease. They come from a region of space known as fluidic space. They are called Species 8472 because that's what the Borg call them and nobody else bothered giving them a name. And they will be facing off with the Sentinel from X-Men. I didn't know we were we needed to study Star Trek before this. There seems to be a lot of Star Trek stuff here. Really? With these two, I'm surprised there's not more Doctor Who references. Right. Oh, we still have room for a robot dog, I'm sure. <laughs> and my entry is I'm, a robot no, dog. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, neither one of us put T9 in. I thought about it. <laughs> All right. So did I. All right. Um, so my number three, uh, which is... Um, a robot 
is uh, Vision from uh, Marvel. So he did not make the cut in the uh, in the Hero Tournament the, the, a couple years ago. So, or a couple years ago before that, when we did that one. Um, but uh, since Vision wasn't in that, I am going to uh, to put the little uh, jewel back in his forehead and tell him get get back after it. So uh, we got Vision fighting. So I really like his chances in round one. Vision's opening match will be up against the Navi. Ah, I was hoping for the Martians, quite frankly, but okay. <laughs> All right. Can Vision swim? I don't even know. <laughs> aren't they underwater? No. Or are they in the air? No. No, no. They're, they're, they're like, people. yeah, they're, they're land they're, people. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, they're known. They, they, from what I've seen in the previews, they can soar, but it's not really flying. It's just falling with style, like they'll jump from tree to tree. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And they they like ride like dragon creatures and stuff. So, so the right, dragons right. can possibly fight too. <laughs> anyway, I've got. So what I've got here is a robot, a very depressed robot. Some would call it the paranoid android. I'm talking about Marvin, the robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and in in this case, um, just so he has a fighting chance, because usually he's just a robot that walks around and says depressing things. But just to give him a chance, I'm saying that he, he is equipped with the point of view gun. Now, in the film, he uses that to to fire at his enemy, and it gives them his point of view. So... So if he shoots the enemy with the point of view gun, it makes them severely depressed and unable to fight. So I think he's got a shot because of that point of view gun. Oh, cool. That's, uh, that's what Cheese has, too. <laughs> but but it, it, it gives you the point of the view of whoever's shooting the... Uh, who's ever firing the gun. So since he's abnormally depressed, uh, it's not good for who he shoots it at. So here's the problem. If you're an opponent, doesn't really feel emotion. Just <laughs> goes into a blinding genetic-induced rage. Um, he's taking on the flood from Halo for his opening bout. <laughs> what was his name again? Marvin. Mar- Marvin. Oh, I should have been able to remember that. Not Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes. Right, Which right, I was thinking right. of adding here, but Marvin the robot. Yeah, that, that, that would have been something. Me and Tony would have known what the hell was going on. So yeah, <laughs> good good call on not going with that. <laughs> hey, I like Marvin the robot, but I also like uh, the Martian too. All right, I think that brings it back to me for my final uh, robot. Uh, I'm going with uh, from Rogue One, the K2SO or K2 as he's called. He, was cool. he is a uh, droid character from the Star Wars franchise. First appeared in the 2016 film R- Rogue One. He's a CGI character, voiced in. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, he's just a he's just a really cool uh, robot, and I think that he should be in the um, in the tournament. He's a sarcastic, uh, um, wonderful human uh, human. Yeah, humanoid. I guess maybe. Uh, I don't know. He's a droid. Um, but one of my favorite uh, lines from 
from the movie is, uh, I'll, I'll be there for you. The captain said I had to. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really disappointed that you didn't finish the sentence. He was voiced by Alan Tudyk, who is actually one of my favorite actors. Um, he was amazing. Um, Alan Tudyk also does the voice of the chicken in Moana, in case anybody's wondering. K2SO will be facing off against the Harvesters from Independence Day in the first round. And my final pick happens to be a robot. This robot is from the 80s, just so that everybody knows this is the one I was talking about earlier. Um, he has the appearance of a teenage boy. He is very quick at analyzing data streams. Um, his name is actually an, an, an abbreviation uh, that actually stands for Data Analyzing Robot Youth Life Form. My final robot that I have in this tournament is Daryl. And Daryl will be getting that coveted versus the Martian spot that everybody wanted. But he's a kid, so I'm not sure how he's going to hold up against the disintegrator rays. So, Where was, where was he from? Uh, from the movie Daryl. <laughs> how did you not see that coming? <laughs> Daryl? Gary's disease. He didn't really have a choice. <laughs> we were up here saying, Lou, there's a disease with your name written all over it. Now, is it Daryl or is it his uh, other Darryl brother, Daryl? It might have been Larry for all I know. Uh, Daryl was That's a kind of funny since I opened the show with that. Uh, 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 I guess that brings us around to you, David, for your last pick. All right. And so, obviously, this person's going or yeah, person-ish, uh, is going against Optimus Prime. What year did you say Optimus Prime is from? Transformers Optimus debuted. Prime, 1984. Amazing. My uh, my alien here that I have also came to us in 1984. Um, it's, uh, um, really, I don't know what he can do. Um, just want to have an alien with a couple balls in his hand go against uh, Optimus Prime here. Uh, my pick is Starman from the movie Starman. <laughs> Much like your Daryl came from Daryl, Starman came from Starman. <laughs> so I can tell you one of the things he did in the movie was he was able to manipulate technology to win a $50,000 jackpot. Right. He also brought a deer back to life, I recall that. Um, and he, he got he his his Earth girlfriend pregnant. Um, he he did that. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen a movie from 1984. But um, something she was actually yeah. incapable of before he came along. Right. Exactly. So, anyways, that's uh yeah that's my the last pick of the uh, the wild cards there. All right. Cool. All right, and I just like. a reminder. This is Nerd Madness. Uh, we are uh, Nerd Madness 3. We are going to uh, do the first round of the tournament, the bracket. Uh, print off a bracket, follow along, and uh, uh, tweet us your, your picks. If you're not happy with who uh, wins, uh, tweet us who you would have uh, put through. Uh, also, as a reminder, uh, just like in the other two uh, Nerd Madnesses, 
we do have a, a tiebreaker since there is four of us. The tiebreaker uh, will go to our uh, tiebreaking friend, John. So we'll be calling him up if there's a tie, and we'll Joe? give him the two uh, people. He has no uh, pre-knowledge of the who the ties are going to be, obviously, because we do this live on air. So with that all being said, what do you think, gentlemen? Should we start the tournament? Let's... Well, I, I'd like to remind everybody of one other thing. If you have any complaints, at Rowdy Knight. <laughs> Always true. On Twitter, yes, at Rowdy Knight. I will take all complaints. Makes me feel like a <laughs> and, bad guy again. <laughs> and remember to use promo code hashtag random shots. Yes. And for for your Twitter needs, also uh, hashtag nerdmanis3. All right. Yes. Well, uh, as Michael Buffer would say, let's get whoa, ready to... Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're not going to do that. He, he charges for that shit. That's right. <laughs> let's get ready to... Sued. Get it on. Let's get, get ready it? to do a nerd <laughs> madness battle. <laughs> Something I, I, like that. I think that was Judge Mills Lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Should we kick off our opening fight, gentlemen? Well, Let I think the madness begin. All right. Our the madness begins. Our evening will be the Harvesters from Independence Day taking on K2SO from Rogue One. I already gave us a rundown on the strengths of the Harvesters. Would you like me to repeat them? Uh, no. Yeah, I think I'm pretty comfortable with the Harvesters. I know who they are. All right. K2SO's strengths. He has superhuman strength, enhanced intellect, physical mobility, computer interface arm, technology manipulation, um, and I didn't really find any weaknesses on him. So, gentlemen, who do you pick? Well, since this, this is my guy, I'll go I'll go first, and um, I'm, I'm sticking with K2. Okay. And let's see. You know, I, I like K2 as well on this. Um, I, I feel that the Harvesters, one of their main things is uh, doing the whole mind meld thing with the tentacles around the neck and throat and all that and, and um, you know, in, in inhabiting the mind. And uh, I don't know if that worked that well against an android. So I, I'm going uh, K2 as well. Hmm. Let's see. I think I'm thinking K2 also... But uh, just because he, he knows technology, he can hack into the system just like Jeff Goldblum can, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and upload a virus or something to to destroy their you ship. Give him a, a cyber cold. That's right. All right. See, and that's exactly what I was waiting to have said. Was well, because the harvesters are vulnerable to a cyber attack. K2SO with his technology uh, interface arm. Could easily do that. K2SO takes this one. Wow. I did not think that one would be unanimous. <laughs> Crazy. Nice. Nice pick, Tone. Hey, thanks. My first pick through. And I'd say probably my only pick through. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good possibility of that. You, you know, I think one of your other choices might actually have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Probably won't be grilled cheese. 
It's yeah. just cheese. <laughs> Not when he get one brother gets done with him. <laughs> he, he's gonna eat him for lunch like cheese. <laughs> String cheese. <laughs> All right. All right. Our next face-off will be the Gorn from Star Trek taking on IG-11 from Star Wars. Hey, we finally got the, the, star, the, the star battle going. Star Wars versus Trek. All right. I, I always go wars over Trek, so um, at least majority of the time, I should say. Um, so, um, and IG-11's my guy, and I was really impressed with the way he kicked ass on uh, Mandalorian. So I'm going IG-11. You didn't read off a bunch of stuff with that. Give me just a second. I was picking that up as you were saying that. Uh, Reinforced body armor, moving sensors that allow him to engage multiple targets at once. And I didn't find any weaknesses on him either. He's got one weakness. Every time there's like anything going against him, he's like, Let's do self-destruct. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so, so you're saying as long as, the, as long as you can convince him that there's still a chance and he doesn't need to self-destruct, then he should be fine. So are you saying that he is the Marvin of the Star Wars world? Which Marvin? Marvin, the paranoid android that Indy put into the tournament, is a I, very suicidal robot. I don't know that guy, so I couldn't tell you yes or no. <laughs> I know the Martian that um, can't blow up the Earth worth a damn. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll go. Um, let's see. I, I remember that episode of The Mandalorian, several episodes, where he had so much firepower. I'm looking at an image of the Gorn, the updated Gorn, and it looks pretty tough, but I don't think it would be able to... Uh, fight against all that firepower. So, so I go. Oh, that lizard thing, right? Yeah, it's a okay. Yeah, it's a lizard guy. In the old, old in the original series, it was a man in a goofy-looking suit, which was kind of funny. But <coughs> new version, it's it's like a dinosaur. But uh, but I think the firepower would beat the big dinosaur. All right, Tony. Uh, I'm also going with IG11. He. Uh... He was a uh, pretty uh, unstoppable in that uh, in that episode of the, the uh, well many episodes of the Mandalorian. I gotta give it to IG Eleven. Uh, I'm gonna go with his uh, with mobile sensors that allow him to. I, I mean, they don't just allow him to target multiple targets at once. They allow him to see in multiple directions and know who's where. So I gotta give it to IG Eleven myself. Round two. All right. Yes, Tone. All right. That's right. Star Wars versus Star Wars. Well, well, Star Wars uh, on Star Wars uh, action. Well, yeah, the wild cards are, are doing well so far. Well, I think that's about to end here in the next <laughs> yep, match. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So up next, it's uh, Xenomorph XX121 versus Bender, Bending Rodriguez. And uh, I don't think his imperviousness or his extraordinary strength is going to do him much good against a xenomorph uh i'm gonna have to say the xenomorph beats my bender <laughs> i think bender from breakfast club would have had a better chance um <laughs> but uh yeah no I, I i don't see bender winning this at all 
Yeah, think think about the aliens where they spit out the the the, the saliva that like melts that can melt metal, and <laughs> that's probably not going to do good against uh, Bender. So yeah, I gotta go uh, Xenomorph. Yeah, uh, Bender from Breakfast Club with uh, Phaser Gun would be would do better. Like like one of the Marines. They should have cast Bender as one of the Marines and Aliens, and then we would have seen how that went. <laughs> I I think it would have went pretty badly. <laughs> I'm also going with the Xenomorph XX121. All right. That will bring us down to the Navi from Avatar versus Vision. And do you want to read off Vision stuff? Huh. Give me a second. Let me... His strengths are superhuman senses, stamina, reflexes, speed, agility, strength, um, analytical capabilities. Uh, he's quick and accurate with calculations, and he can fly. His weaknesses are getting hacked, prone to telepathic attacks, and he's prone to emotional mistakes. So as long as uh, Scarlet Witch isn't here, we might be able to avoid that in this fight. Yeah. And uh, he can also go through things, right? Like walls and shit. So. Yes, he can phase through things. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Vision because I picked him. And, uh, um, and I mean, the Navis or whatever, I, I recall them fighting in uh, Avatar at some point when I woke up and during that four hours of the movie and uh, they were doing some fighting. But uh, it wasn't impressive enough to keep me awake, so I'm going to go with Vision. I shall... Let's see, now, the Na'vi, they're just kind of like... We're, we're just talking one-on-one fight here, not a tribe of Na'vi versus Vision. Because right. that could be different. Right. If it were a tribe probably of Na'vi, not, they, could probably, they could probably do it, but one-on-one, no. Vision takes it. Yeah, I've got to go Vision also. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, we were unanimous because I'm also going vision. <laughs> Up next, we have Stitch versus the Jaeger. The Stitch, we already know what his strengths are, but the Jaeger is known as a mobile weapon. I couldn't find any weaknesses, and his notable foe is the Kaiju. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Kaiju. Jaeger is delicious. I got it. No. Uh, Disgusting. No? Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> it's not that bad. Oh my gosh, it was the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> and you know the things I've put in my mouth. <laughs> of all the other alcohols that I've put in my mouth. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, you sick. Much as sick goes in this room. <laughs> uh, and tonight, tonight's episode has just been upgraded to a rating of R. Hey, we have not said anything inappropriate. It's all in your it's mind. Just, <laughs> just hinted that it might it's be there. Um, it's all in the phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, you know, I'm going Stitch. I think that... Um, you know, he he takes a, a beating and everything, but I think he could find a uh, find some way to get into the um, the robot and uh, attack the people that are mind melded to him in order to disable him. So uh, I'm going Stitch. 
Hmm. I do believe the Jaeger... I mean, it is equipped to fight giant creatures, but I think it would stomp, it would squish Stitch into oblivion before it got a chance to do that. So I'm going Jaeger, plus my pick, of course. Right, I understand that part. Yeah. <laughs> I think Stitch is too quick to get stepped on, though. Gary, you go. Okay, so first off, we have seen Stitch get stepped on, and he got right back up and got back into the fight. I'm going to have to go Stitch on, on this myself. Look at how I'm very torn. Look at how big this giant robot is. <laughs> how how could it be defeated by a mere Disney cartoon with a funny yeah. voice? <laughs> well, he has the the quadroplex thing going on with all four of his hands. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I I'm, I I think we have our first tie, ladies and gentlemen. We Jager. have our first tie. Yeah. Oh. All right. Tiebreaker. All right. So to the Cuge. To the Cuge. We're calling Cuge. I will. I will not reveal to him whose pick is what. We'll just let him decide on its own merits here. And we're calling our tiebreaker right now. Let's see. Hello. Hello, John. Oh, hi. I'm hi. Here. Yeah, it took us a while, but we fi- we finally got our first tiebreaker. Oh, good. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that was quite quite some time. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah we spent some time going through all all who was competing in the tournament. Now we're here, we're ready for our uh, tie. Um, first tie is I guess I'll do it. Um, uh, have you seen the Disney animated film Lilo and Stitch? Yes. Yes. So it, so the first uh, re- so we've got two votes for Stitch. And have you seen, and the second one, and we're going against the giant robot, the Jaeger from Pacific Rim. Have you seen Pacific Rim? Yeah. Yes. Ah, so we've got, you're familiar with both of those, so we don't really need to, uh, it's, you know, it's a giant robot piloted by the two, uh, by the two, two people. Uh, Usually they fight against a giant Godzilla monster, but in this case, (laughs) it's Stitch. (laughs) Yeah, Stitch. Yeah, so... So that's my pick. Stitch is your pick. All yeah. right, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> thank you. That uh, that was my entry into the tournament. Helped. Yeah, thank thank you very oh, much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, uh, I declared okay. a winner. Thank you, John. Thank you. Right, cool. Thank it you. has been decided. We may call again. That brings us to the flood versus Marvin the paranoid android. And flood was from Halo, correct? Correct. So, Andy, you, your uh, Marvin was your guy, right? So that's uh, correct. Oh, I should uh, give us a, a little more information on Marvin, huh? Uh, let's see. Marvin has technology control as one of his strengths, and his weaknesses are depressed and suicidal. He's known for associating with uh, Zephod Beeblebrox, who is the president of the galaxy. And his notable foe is life in general. <laughs> oh, and he is. Oh, this this might uh, this might help, but he is voiced in the film at least. He is voiced by Alan Rickman. So all you Alan Rickman fans might want to vote for uh, for Barvin for his grand performance as a depressed robot. 
Yes, but unfortunately, we're not I, going by the actors that play. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Alan Rickman. Attribute. I love Hans Gruber. All right, I think it, we know who Indy's pick is in this. Okay. But I, yeah, I gotta go with uh, with Marvin. I think I think even though the flood has no emotions. He can he can still use that uh, point of view gun to transfer his depressed emotions over to him somehow, and that'll that'll bring it into so much pain that Marvin can uh, can win the battle. All right, I'll go next. Uh, All right. <laughs> that was quick and easy. <laughs> um, go ahead, Jerry. I unfortunately. I'm sorry, because as much as I love Marvin, I don't see the point of view gun working the way you hope it will. I really don't. I, I have to go with the flood because they're 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 mindless. They all all they have is kill. They don't. They're not thinking about anything. Fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going with the flood as well. Indy, I tried to get the Jaegers through on the last one. I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. It was a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Up next, we have the Martians from Mars Attacks versus... Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. and my other brother Daryl. <laughs> his, his weakness is that he's technically appear, appears as a kid. Um, as Daryl is my pick... I'm really torn on this one. Uh, and on the one hand, he could probably really analyze the situation, find a way to defeat the Martians. Uh, um, he does play baseballs at them, but I think in the end, the disintegrator ray is the deciding factor. So I got to go with the Martians. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm very anti-Martians because I, I don't like. Didn't even care for the movie. Didn't didn't like them at all. Uh, but at the same time, I just don't see Daryl being the one to take them out. Um, so yeah, I'm going, uh, Martians. Hmm. I think Daryl listens to Slim Whitman. <laughs> he's, he's got Slim Whitman records on the turntable. He's listening to him. And by chance, just because of that, that, uh, makes the Martians explode. Just because of Daryl's musical taste. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Will we have our second tie? No, Martians. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would go against the Martians because I think I watched that movie with you and you really d- disliked. <laughs> sorry. Okay. It was a horrible, horrible movie. Sorry, really terrible sorry, movie. sorry for picking the movie you didn't like. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I, All right. <laughs> And, and that's why I wanted to go against him as well. I just I didn't see Daryl doing it though. Yeah. <laughs> if Daryl was so great, there would have been a sequel, you know. I suspect that their next opponent is probably going to wipe them out. Yeah, that was my uh, that yeah was, yeah exactly. Because I think we all know who's winning the next. Yeah. Um. Up next, we have Predator versus. And now I'm hungry because we've been talking about chasing his wit. His weaknesses are move slow, thin, clumsy arms that move stiffly, 
arms are very fragile, he's remote controlled, and one of the big scenes from the episode, Joey touched his arm and it fell right up. <laughs> you go first. Okay, so I'm just going to make this real quick and painless um, Predator. Yeah, I got to go with Predator too. Uh, I I do not remember this character, so I'm trying to to uh, Google pictures of cheese from friends, and so far I'm just seeing pictures of cheese and Chuck E. Cheese. I haven't found it yet. <laughs> put in put in robot cheese from friends. Uh, okay, robot cheese from friends. But yeah, uh, go ahead and move on to the next uh, one. But uh, it's got to be Predator. And. We'll say that my my vote counts, and so I'll say uh, yes, uh, Predator. <laughs> he he turns cheese into Swiss cheese. <laughs> I don't Ooh, think I like what you did there. I don't think the detective skills are going to help. So, <laughs> oh, he'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> he'll be like, oh, I lost. <laughs> All right, um, man, this is tough. I mean. On the one hand, you have this this alien that all it wants to do is hunt the most <laughs> dangerous opponent it can face, and then you've got cheese. Um, oh, I know. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Predator. What? Well, I just got a uh, uh, image of him pulled up here. Oh my gosh! Yes, Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I found the image myself. So yes. <laughs> That's the image I found. Yes, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take. Okay. A look at that. Well, that takes care of the left side of our bracket. And just to review, in two weeks when we get together again, it's going to be K two S O versus I G eleven. Good luck, boys. Um, Xenomorph versus Vision. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me that once again, two of his picks have made it through to the second round? Yeah. Before we're even done for the night. Yeah, it's every time. <laughs> uh, um, then we've got Stitch versus the Flood. I may not be done and yet. Martians versus Predator. What's that? I said, and I may not be done yet. Oh, you're you're done. That was going to be tough for you, and actually. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it here in just a minute. Yep. All right. Right. Right Should we move to the other half of our bracket? Huh? Let's do it. All right. Up first, we have Klingon versus Cyberman. Indy, this is yours. Um, Let me read off some information on Kiwis, the Klingon. Strengths. Superior fighting skills, adept with a batleth, high tolerance to pain. Weaknesses, they hold honor above life. All right. Well, since this is my pick, I'll go ahead and go with with who I choose. Um, yeah, it's got to be Klingon. Cyberman, I mean, they're, they have strength in numbers. And they can take over other races, kind kind of like the Borg, but but only when there's 
many of them. So if you're going single Klingon versus Cyberband, he's going to take that Batleth and chop off its head or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Cyberband has a chance in one-on-one fight. Um, I think a Cyberman could have a chance. The problem that I see here is that Klingons are just way too ferocious, and I think the Klingons going to beat the Cybermen. All right. And I agree, uh, Klingon. Um, truth be told, I'm not even familiar with Cyberman, but uh, or Cybermen or Cyber, yeah. Uh, but uh, I am familiar with Klingons, and I know that they're, uh, they're they are warriors, and they are they are fighters. They are bred to fight, and uh, I think that's going to be your difference there. Uh, so yes, I'm going Klingons. And uh, just for fun, I'm going to say Cyberman because I've never even heard of Cyberman. I've never watched an episode of Doctor Who, but I'm going <laughs> Cyberman since it doesn't matter because I would have picked Klingon if it mattered. <laughs> now, there was a version of Cyberman in Orville, um, but and if you've watched that, you might that might be a reference. But since you picked, uh, since we've got Klingon here, uh, Klingon moves forward, right? All right. So up next. This is not one that I was thinking, hey, when we get to that, we'll discuss it. This one, uh, I don't, I, I, I think we know how this will turn out. Starman versus Optimus Prime. Uh, um, it was really hard finding information on Starman, but he's telepathic. He has healing. He can manipulate technology, and his powers allowed him to evade the U.S. Army on his way out west. The weakness that he has is that he does have to take human form while on Earth. Yep, and uh, and um, and I, what I think is go- going to be the uh, deciding factor because while he's in human form, he can sustain damage and uh, injuries. Um, as Batman would say, "Do you bleed?" Yes, he bleeds. Um, so. Uh, as much as I wanted to uh, um, just get that guy in there who, uh, you know, plays with his magic balls and uh, does some amazing things with his magic balls, um, I got to go Optimus Prime. Yeah. And though they never made a sequel to Starman, they did make an entire television show about it. Um, so uh, that's one up from Daryl. If he was facing Daryl, Starman would win. <laughs> But uh, but he's not. So we're, hey, one up Gambit also. <laughs> Damn it, Gambit's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, transforming robot that turns from a truck to a robot and has a gun and's awesome and big, like versus a humanoid alien. Yeah, we gotta go. Uh, we gotta go, Optimus. You have a size issue, my friend. <laughs> Bigger is not always better. We discussed that with the Jaeger. <laughs> okay, in that case, it didn't work. So, but in this so case, I would like it's to po- totally different. <laughs> I would like to point out how 
you can't just look at size when you go into something. For about six months on Monday Night Raw, they had Rey Mysterio versus The Big Show. And do you know who won every single week of that feud? Not, not the big guy. It was the little guy, Rey Mysterio. So sometimes the little guy does win. Yeah, not actually if it's scripted. Uh, Optimus Prime. <laughs> Unless it's Optimus Prime yeah, versus Starman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do like Starman. That's a great movie. All right. Up next, we have Alf taking on the liquid metal T-1000. Alf's strengths are his sense of humor and his weaknesses that he has to rely on the Tanners and Jake from next door to keep him safe. <laughs> this is Indy's pick, so I'm going to let Indy go first. Yeah, Indy, please convince us why Alf should be in this fight. <laughs> well, Elf, hmm, let's see. Could Elf possibly reprogram the T-1000 nope. <laughs> to, uh, to be susceptible to humor and, and fits of laughter? I don't think so. <laughs> All he does, he's just a cat-eating machine. <laughs> uh, yeah, we gotta, I got to go T-1000. Yeah, um, I I think uh, yeah we're just gonna go T one thousand. I don't think we need to get more graphic than that. <laughs> Everybody loves Alf. We don't want to see anything bad happen to Alf. Hopefully, he just gets to wave the flag and say I quit before any major damage happens to him. Uh, T one thousand. Yeah. So there's there's long been the joke that you don't want to mess with John Wick's dog. Because then he'll go after you. I just feel that Alf walked into this and started out by saying that he ate T-1000's cat and T-1000 just squished him. As much as I love Alf, T-1000. Another log shot. Yeah. But uh, he gave it a good try. R.I.P. Alf. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Gordon. Shumway. Yeah. All right, up next we have Species 8472 versus the Sentinels. Uh, Species 8472 has the ability to shift between regular and fluidic space. They're immune to assimilation from the Borg. Unfortunately, there are no known weaknesses for these guys, so looking over the fact that they beat one of the most dominant robotic races in the galaxy i'm gonna say they've got species or they've got the sentinel beat and it's just against one sentinel correct so yes it's one sentinel. Um, so um i mean i know the sentinels are able to adapt with mutant abilities um but their their entire programming is to detect mutant not necessarily alien um so uh yeah, I'm going with the uh, species uh, 8675309. Danny, I got your number. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. And plus being a big X-Men fan, I got to go. And, of course, size, I know, size doesn't always matter. But in this case, it helps. <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> you are really compensating for something on this episode, my friend. So we got to go at Sentinels. Um, well, I didn't think that I was going to have a 
uh, saying this because I didn't vote already, right? No, you no, didn't. you have not voted yet. <laughs> uh, eight four seven two. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, almost had another tie there. <laughs> <laughs> almost had to call the expert, and guess what? Big Marvel fan. <laughs> he he might have made the difference there. All right, up next we have. Two creatures that can make one word mean anything. Station taking on Data's more emotional brother, Lore. Uh, some information on Station. They have incredibly high intelligence, ability to combine into one and separate again. And I, honestly, I don't know anything about their weaknesses. And they're friends with death. <laughs> Correct. So he, he could... He could get killed and then come back to life with the help of death. So take that into consideration. And as we talked about earlier, they could build a robot and have the robot do the uh, the fighting. Um, exactly. So I'm going to say um, it's stationed my pick. Uh, I, I I didn't go with cheese, uh, but I have to stay loyal to the to station. And, yeah, I'm a fan of uh, anything that can um, uh, cause a um, a distraction as far as being able to split into two and, and being able to, to fight from multiple angles. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to station as well. Um, let's see. I think this is pretty close. Station could... Create more robot Bill and Ted's to help in the fight, um, but I think oh, my gut says station. I'll go. <laughs> I wanted to be contrarian, but I'll, I'll, I'm saying station. Plus station. <laughs> they are wicked on the Congos and Bongos. They could easily build a good robot lore. Uh, that robot has been built. His name is Data. I don't see data getting built by these guys, but I do still see them beating lore. My pick is also for station. Nice. <laughs> you got some good contenders there. A wild, another wild card makes it. All right. This is the one that I said earlier. I think we might have one more shot at domination from one of our members. Up next, we have Boris the Animal versus Johnny Five. Um, Boris the Animal's strengths are he's ruthless, violent, cunning, and intelligence. intelligent. His weaknesses are that he's arrogant, short-tempered, and hot-headed. I like the guy. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, uh, so, yeah go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, a maniacal uh overpowered uh alien that like has uh spikes come out of his hand and uh against a uh, little robot who uh likes pop culture yeah i'm going to big uh alien oh. and please 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 do not think about whose pick the alien is just think of it logically I, I think you need to think a little bit more about who Johnny Five is. 
Johnny Five was a military machine set to be a, a killer. He has like rockets. He has all sorts of of uh, weaponry at his disposal. I, I think you need to, to not think about who picked this alien. <laughs> I mean, this alien got caught by Special K. The cereal. No, the the rat, the, the break dancer from Breaking to the Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still going Boris. Uh, I I I. With all that being said, I think Boris is uh, too much for uh, Johnny Five, even though he joined the low boat. Uh, uh, Los Lobo. Los Lobos, thank you. <laughs> the band? In uh, the second one. Los <laughs> Lobos kick your ass. <laughs> um, I, I gotta go bars. All right. Maybe if he had Gutenberg with him. Maybe. <laughs> Although, oh, hmm. that uh, Los Lobos is, uh, Los Lobos kick your balls into outer space. <laughs> They could send bars back home. <laughs> Let's see. You know, I think I want some more ties here before this is through. I'm going Johnny Five. I see, I'm looking up pictures of Boris. He does look pretty ferocious. It's been a while since I've seen Men in Black 3, but he looks pretty tough. But I think Johnny Five will get him with his little phaser laser gun uh, before, before he can get close. The only negative about Boris is that he wasn't played by Randy Savage. He looks like Randy, but he's he's not played by Randy. <laughs> he should have been. All right. Before I go into why for my pick, I would like to say I am very upset with you, Tony. You had my hopes up. I really thought there was a character in Breaking 2 whose name was Special K, and there's not. Okay. <laughs> it's actually it's actually uh break in one where special oh. K is. Yeah, I don't think she was in the sequel. It's just more fun to say electric boogaloo, so <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you gotta go with that one. <laughs> exactly. Special K is in the in the first one. Oh, and she was the lead. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I agree with something Tony said. Johnny Five was designed to be a weapon, a military-grade weapon, and take on enemies. He is loaded with weaponry. He even took off, after getting his humanity, he took on three of the three other robots that were designed exactly the same way as him, and he turned them into the Three Stooges. All that being said, (laughs) Boris has that weasel. He's got them spikes. And did you see those eyes? I'm sorry, guys. I think Boris takes this one. Good try. I'm making a tie, Indy. Did not. All right. Well, I uh, I thought the phaser could have got him. <laughs> it was it was my genuine pick. All right. Up next, we have Ahsoka Tano versus the Iron Giant. Um, Ahsoka has Jedi abilities, acrobatics, she is a 
wicked wielder of that lightsaber. I mean, she, if any of you has ever watched The Clone Wars, the animated series where (laughs) she makes her first appearance, she starts out holding them reverse and is still deadly good with them. Her only real weakness that I could find was that she is impetuous. She will jump headlong into battle without exploring um, the best way to go about it. Uh, However, all that being said, I think the lightsaber takes out Iron Giant's legs and takes the size out of this fight, and I think she's going to win this. All all I have to say is the Iron Giant is not ready for Asuka. (laughs) (laughs) I think Asuka would beat the Iron Giant, and (laughs) Ahsoka will, too. (laughs) It's a sentimental favorite. I love that movie, The Iron Giant. I gotta go giant. I think that uh, uh, if you've seen the movie, there are scenes where if anybody ever shoots, like, points a gun at him or any sort of weapon, he goes, like, insane. He turns into a big, badass military weapon and and goes nuts. So I uh, I think he'll win because of getting into that mode. Uh, I'm fairly sure sure that went three to one, right? Yes, it did. All right. That brings us to our final fight of the evening. And before we get into this, I just want to say this has been a very interesting nerd madness. There were some wins that I did not see coming when I was putting this list together. And it has been a lot of fun, guys. I have really enjoyed going down this list with you guys. Uh, in fact, I'll be honest, I wouldn't want to go over this list with anybody else because they'd probably look at me like I was nuts. <laughs> All right, for our final fight of the evening. I'm so sorry, Tony. I, I really am. Uh, sometimes the dice just don't go our way. That's why we don't go to Vegas more, right? Our final fight of the evening is Meep versus AK-47. The other this, And let me give you a little information on Meep. Oh, strengths, technology and intelligence. Weakness, appears small and weak. Only, according to what I found online, really only says Meep. Well, like when, he has the translator, when he has a translator uh, mustache, he could speak to, um, the kids could understand him on Phineas and Ferb, but whoever has the mustache is the one that, that could... Uh, be translated. Uh, but yes, his native language is Meep. And one of the um, other uh, strengths uh, for uh, for Meep is his insane cuteness. He, they're just a cute, cute race. And that all being said, I don't think we're going to have another tie because I'm going to HK-47. <laughs> well, I'm going Meep. I think Meep has has the skills to uh, reprogram that uh, the HK-47 and possibly fight on Meep's side against any foe. Uh, so, um, so I'm, I'm still going with Meep. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so uh yeah hk47 um i i don't think that the cuteness will be able to sway him so i i think uh he'll still destroy him 
look, I, I, I really do feel bad that this fell the way it did. But if I'm being honest, I'm sorry. I did not see me having a chance in this at all. Wait, wait, because... Gary, wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you pick, I, I just wanna, I wanna, I wanna throw something else out there to see if this will sway your your vote. Oh, um, Meep also has a sequel, Meepless in Seattle. Just, just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Okay, go ahead, Jerry. Sorry to interrupt. Is the Seattle connection why so, you picked him? <laughs> <laughs> so I think with this new information, what we're saying is basically this comes down to an assassin droid versus Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh. Well, that changes everything. Yeah. But unfortunately, I still think the assassin droid's going to win this. HK-47 for the win. Ah. I tried, people. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go for the underdog sometimes. But I think uh, I know. I know this round didn't uh, have many ties on there, but I think next round could. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot more closer fights on this second round than uh, than than I saw just uh, at a quick glance with this one. So I will, uh, I'm sure Cooch will be more involved in the next round. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with this side, give us a rundown of what round two is going to look like, and then I'll go back to side one for that round two so that we cover it all here at the end for anybody trying to keep up at home. Um, in two weeks, when we meet up again to record Nerd Madness 3 Part 2, we're going to see the Klingon take on Optimus Prime. We're going to see the T-1000 take on Species 8472. We're going to see Station take on Boris the Animal. We're going to see Ahsoka Tano take on a, an assassin droid. We're going to see K2SO take on IG-11. We're going to see a Xenomorph take on Vision. We're going to see Stitch take on the Flood. We're going to see Martians lose to, I mean, take on Predator. <laughs> yeah, that's really the only ass-kicking I really see in that section. <laughs> Yes. The others, I, th I think, uh, could go either way. I agree. A lot more ties next round. Of course, this is a wild card round. Of course, the wild cards had a lot of unanimous decisions. So <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, we had eight wild cards move through. So half the um, half the picks were from the wild cards. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been, as Jerry said, Nerd Madness uh, episode one number uh three the third time it's been a lot of fun look forward to uh seeing how the rest of the tournament um goes on and as uh the great arnold schwarzenegger in the terminator would say we'll be back he also said it in twins <laughs> Check out my buns. I kill Bill Paxton and acquire some guns. Do 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 do